0: You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy hanging out with you. We've got a big podcast on tap and we are live On StreamYard right now. You can watch us on Twitter. We're doing this about ten fifteen, ten twenty-ish, just before ten thirty, about every day now. Is that right, Alex? Yes.
1: That is right.
0: Yeah, why not? If you have any suggestions how we can make maybe the video portion of this podcast better, we're we're up for it. Hit us up at Lockdown A Z Cards, at Bob Rack, easiest way to find me. B-O-B-R-A-C-K Bo Brock and Alex Clancy at Clancy's Corner. This podcast brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Tell them Lockdown Cardinals sent you. And finally, Alex, we have it. A mock draft where the mock drafter was bold enough to project, predict somebody else outside of J.C. Horn, the South Carolina defensive back to the Arizona Cardinals. And I'm here for it. I Just give me something at least this early in the draft stage that we can talk about instead of like having to break down J.C. Horn out of Carolina?
1: Put it in my veins. Just (laughs) any sort of of different option. Give us any sort of different look. It's like mock drafts in fantasy football. The reason why I don't do them until a month before the fantasy football draft is because I get way too excited. Um, I said right after the end of the season, I'm ready. Give me all of them. I want to OD on mock drafts (laughs) so we can have conversations. I mean, there were... There, there was an interesting one that we're going to talk about today that is going on the polar opposite side of the spectrum for, you know, what we've seen so far with J.C. Horn or other corners going at 16 for the Cardinals. So if the Cardinals go that way it. we'll talk about soon could be a very interesting season next year. Not necessarily good, not necessarily bad, but interesting.
0: And as far as uh, the NFC West goes, we had some interesting comments from Russell Wilson on the Dan Patrick show yesterday uh yep. kind of gets you a little giddy the prospect of the Seahawks being dumb enough to maybe put get him the on, hell out of here get him out of the division get but him out of here how the Arizona Cardinals how they should approach maybe keeping up with the Joneses of the NFC West like we should get into the debate whether or not they need to kind of replicate what's been going on as far as the quarterback and weapons um i guess blueprint goes or try to combat what's going on in the NFC West, it's a fun debate. We're going to get into that. But let's get into the not one, but two mock drafts that finally are stepping out on a limb and predicting not J.C. Horn to the Arizona Cardinals. Todd McShay had his most recent mock draft dropped on ESPN.com, and he has the top pass rusher. And this is a scenario that you and I have kind of gone through over and over again. J.C. Horn right now is predicted as the third Corner off the board. So you'd be getting the third best on paper prospect at that position at 16th overall. But in this mock draft, McShea has the Cardinals selecting Gregory Rousseau out of Miami. He would be the top pass rusher off the board in the 2021 draft. What are your thoughts, Alex?
1: I mean, Miami, their defense mauled the majority of the season last year, aside from that bad loss to North Carolina, where North Carolina running backs ran for over 500 yards. It's coming out party. Um, Bo, I mean, this is this is what we're gonna be dealing with, as you mentioned. It's do you take the third best wide receiver? Do you take the third best corner? Do you take the third best offensive lineman? Or do you take the top edge rusher? And you just mentioned that it's with what they did with Isaiah Simmons last year, it it's gonna be problematic if they look back to last year's draft and try to determine what they should do with this year's draft based on the results from last year. It's like We talk about this all the time. It's like in fantasy football where you sit a guy who who you should have started, he got a massive amount of points, then you start him next week thinking that he's going to put out the same output that he did last week and he burns you. You have to look at this as if nothing's ever mattered before this going into the 2021 draft. And best player available or position of need, every position is a position of need. So when it comes down to... What they need to do, if if it's the number one pass rusher, take them. I mean, at least, as we mentioned again, the Cardinals will have some semblance of a position of strength, and that would be from the pass rush.
0: Yeah, Chandler Jones and the top pass rusher off the board, I think everybody would kind of sign up for that. I know that opposing offenses would have to game plan for that. You've got Rousseau coming off one one end, and then you've got Chandler Jones coming off the next. That's pretty scary. And then also Chandler Jones, after the 2021 season, he's going to be a free agent. You've got to start to kind of restock the cupboard. I mean, I think if you're taking Rousseau, it's probably a foregone conclusion that Hassan Redick left you via free agency, right? And that's fine. I mean, this is probably a cheaper um, way to bolster that position. You've got a guy in Dennis Gardeck. That uh, I, th- I believe Gardek's going to be a restricted free agent that you could retain. You have the opportunity to retain a guy that's a special teams ace, and you know you can get production in the pass rush game from him. And that's that. And who knows what you do with Marcus Golden if you can get him to come back? He said that he wants to come back, but we'll see if the numbers make sense for both sides. But that that does become a strength. Uh, can but we've we've seen numbers. We saw guys not named Chandler Jones have success getting after the quarterback last season, but it didn't like impact the game they were solo home runs if you're looking at a baseball analogy. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like they were early on, but when it came down to it, guys, you know, like Josh Allen, even though they lost that game, uh, you know, Russell Wilson, guys were able to make plays. Jared Goff were able to make plays to move the chains and put games away potentially or take leads late in contests because they weren't getting the pressure necessary to slow down opposing offenses when it really means something.
1: Yeah. You know, it's, 16 is such a tough spot. You know, it's a it's a trade back spot. It's a it's a popular one in both. I mean, if the Cardinals don't have their home run guy on their draft board at 16, or if he's there, and with, there maybe Mac Jones jumps up, and that's another spot taken that would have elsewhere gone to another position player. If you can trade back and get a third rounder, I mean, like everything has to be open. Because you don't have a fourth and sixth round pick uh, this year from the DeAndre Hopkins and Marcus Golden trade, respectively. Yeah, drafting at 16, but if you're not going to get a top guy at any position, maybe trading back is the option. And these are just different wrinkles that we're going to be talking about over the next couple months. I mean, the Cardinals have so many holes that would you rather have three B-minus draft picks? or a B plus and two C draft picks or two B, you know, two C plus draft picks. It's just going to determine the depth that they can get with the lack of draft picks they have when they, when they're too light this year.
0: This is the extent of the Stockholm syndrome that we're, we're suffering from right now, because that is a probably, that's an option where people are like, yeah, maybe I would take B minuses because they have Steve Keim and the guys making the decisions for this organization have, have missed so consistently over the last couple drafts that you haven't found contributors, and you would right. even take like a, a just a, an average to below average, just a guy that can make a starting unit. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy. The other non JC Horn pick that was being made, what was the name of the mock drafter here? It was from NFL.com, right? NFL Media. Yeah, and it he, was
1: uh Chad Reader.
0: This is where it gets really intriguing. Because, I mean, even though this guy is probably going to be the third uh, best prospect at his position going, it's, it's Jalen Waddle, And that's pretty fun. I mean, that's... Well, this,
1: this is what I'm talking about from <laughs> last year. It's like, well, they should have drafted CeeDee Lamb. Oh, no, but Jalen Waddell's going to be there. And then Steve Kime's going to be like, you know what? Got to be smart this year. We're going to take an offensive lineman or a corner. And then Jalen Waddle's going to be all pro next year. It's like a damn if you damn if you do damn if you don't because you're right. Arizona Cardinals media members, fans, and probably employees have this Stockholm syndrome where it's like it's the rush you get is knowing Steve Kime's going to make the wrong decision, right? And then you're going to have to react instead of praise and listen, bro. The fan in me, the fan of football in me, seeing Kyler Murray, Jalen Waddle, and DeAndre Hopkins on the same field when Jalen Waddle was the guy. If if I would have asked you who Devonta Smith was going into last year, I mean, sports fans would know, but not many others. Now Devonta Smith is a household name because he was a cheat code during the season, the 2020 right. college football season. Jalen Waddle was the dude. Well, and I mean, if he drops to 18, it's like or 16, it's like how do you how do you say no? Because they need wide receivers too.
0: And he's a like, he's a sports car. He's an yeah. absolute sports car. But you you might be living in an apartment. Like you, you're you're, yeah, you're sleeping on your buddy's couch. <laughs> your your car payments way more than what you're paying. You're you're sinking yeah. into where you your living situation, but it's exciting and it it could you know it could get you a, a couple numbers at the at the bar. I don't know. It's. Jalen Waddell also you gotta you gotta imagine that like if if Waddell doesn't get hurt, if he doesn't have the ankle injury, Devontae Smith probably doesn't win the Heisman. I mean, if he's competing oh, for sure. they were doing was it was it Waddell and was it uh was it Smith that were doing paper rock scissors last year or was that Ruggs and uh and Jerry Judy? I don't know. Regardless, uh, it yeah those guys are are just incredible talents that if you were to oppo- just like we talked about with the pass rush, if opposing defensive coordinators are going to lose sleep over trying to game plan going against DeAndre Hopkins and Jalen Waddle. It's it just that's that's just what they bring physically, athletically. I I, I would always want Waddle over a guy like Devontae Smith just because he's more physically gifted. I know he's smaller, he's he's not tall, but as far as what he brings athletically, and you also like that he tried to go in the in the championship game and he could barely yeah. walk. I mean, well,
1: and you know that, and unfortunately, I know we have to go to break, in it's like, I know, unfortunately, free agency starts before the draft. So you're going to kind of find out. It would be nice to know hey, you know what? If you take a wide receiver in the draft, you can allocate the funds elsewhere. I mean, the, a lot of the Cardinals' situation is going to be who will come play here? Who do we not have to overpay to come play here? Because they don't have a lot of money under the cap, and they have so many needs. That it's really going to be, are you going to get four or five B minus C plus guys? You're going to try and go get two B guys that you know will make an impact for 16 weeks barring injury. I mean, still, again, so many question marks.
0: It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's continue this draft conversation because I think we need to have the debate on trading down. We've already gotten a couple tweets about it. I want to get more in-depth as far as that conversation is concerned here on the Locked On Podcast Network, but first I want to tell you that uh, this podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Rock Auto. And Alex and I, we are the worst as far as it comes to cars. Like people could, we could get sold by any mechanic. Like it, the old Dane Cook bit: "Oh, there's a unicorn in my uh, in my in the in the gas tank." I'd love to pay for that. A a mythical creature running around poking holes in my gas tank. No way. How much would that cost? $7,000? That's what I was going to suggest. No, rockauto.com. It's a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics than do-it-yourselfers like Alex and I. We're kind of in the, we'll buy the part and then we'll take it to a mechanic we actually trust and it will save us some money. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible, rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or an account login. Go to RockAuto.com right now. See the, all the parts available for your car, truck, right locked on. And how you hear about us? The box, so they know that we sent you. It's amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So, big props to mock drafters finally going out on a limb, doing a little bit of research on what the Cardinals have done in previous drafts, that they're kind of going best available, what their actual needs are, and it's beyond defensive back, cornerback. J.C. Horn's been going in about 75 to 80% of the mock drafts. McShay recently... In this uh, most recent NFL.com, this three-round mock draft has Jalen Waddell going to the Arizona Cardinals. It's exciting. It's fun to look at the different scenarios because when you're at 16, it's an inexact science. I mean, it's even more so, you know, when you talk about glorified weather forecasters doing mock drafts, I mean, what what's the hit rate, do you think, at 16 for for most mock drafts year in and year out? It's probably below 10%. percent What do you think, Alex?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they get... Four picks right in the first round of a year.
0: And it's usually top five. I mean, it's yeah. it's top five. And it could be crazier this year because the New York Jets are a wild card at number two. I mean, you're looking at a team that could trade Sam Darnold, or they could uh they might not even trade Sam Darnold and still take a quarterback at number two. They could deal Darnold and take a quarterback, or they could keep Darnold and take the best non quarterback, you know, position. The Eagles boy. are at
1: six. I mean, Carolina's yeah. at eight. There's a lot of different things that that can happen towards the top of the draft but i mean it's fun for fodder and those guys make a living you know telling us if it's going to rain or snow and it doesn't matter <laughs> if it rains or snows cuz we're going to watch anyways
0: but i mean with jc horn it's like you're telling us it's going to snow in arizona i mean it's just uh, you know it did I, a couple weeks ago uh, yeah it did it does hell will freeze over eventually or a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while mm-hmm. but you know as far as it's fun to look at because what you keep talking about—the strength—that the drafting a quarterback or a corner necessarily doesn't create a strength. It fills a need. It, it's a position that they need to address. It needs to be priority number one, right? Let's let's real quick. Priorities. Just reset ourselves with the audience. What are our offseason priorities for the Arizona Cardinals?
1: Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, I, for me. Right so answer. you and I. <laughs> yeah, you you and I differ a little bit, yeah. uh, I think. Unfortunately, at 16, it's difficult. But I would say offensive line is the most important. And this is watching on the heels of Jedrick Wills, Tristan Wirfs, and Mikay Becton actually being impact players immediately on their respective teams. 16 is going to be tough to find somebody you might want. That's where the tradeback option is possible. Um, you have very good pass rushes in the NFC West. The Rams the 49ers specifically, their front sevens are terrors with Aaron Donald, Nick Bosa, et cetera, okay? You need to protect Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, the only reason the Arizona Cardinals offensive line last year was as, looked as strong as the pro football focus numbers indicated through the first several weeks was because Kyler Murray was running the ball. So it's easier when your quarterback is not in the pocket as much to protect the quarterback because he's not in the pocket as much. The last half of the season, we saw things kind of come back to earth a little bit. Uh, there were some injuries, you know, uh, Justin Pugh, et cetera. But if you can solidify the offensive line, whether it be through free agency and Joe Tooney or through the draft or both, I think that's the most important of the importance, even though cornerback is definitely important still.
0: We talked about the importance of the offensive line on Tuesday. Po- Tuesday's podcast. Tristan Wirfs was just a pro football focused darling, actually the highest number in how long, since two 2000- thousand. Six. Six? Yeah, that's crazy. And he was a rookie. He was a first-year guy coming out of Iowa and a guy that Alex and I, we can pat ourselves on the back. We're high on as far as the offensive line class, which was deep in 2020. But uh, Wirfs had success. And like we said, we will never you know, turn our nose up on the Cardinals taking an offensive lineman in the the first round. But yeah, free agency is an option. As far as priorities for me, I do think revamping, rebuilding that cornerback position and that could include Patrick Peterson, and it couldn't. I mean, if you keep Patrick Peterson, if you retain him, if there's some miracle that happens, despite the early reports from this week that they're parting ways, I think that the Arizona Cardinals still need to get and have the, the best CB2 that they've had in Patrick Peterson's tenure because now it's necessary. Like, he's no longer putting people on an island. He's no longer the lockdown corner that he once was. He's still a guy that can start. And and make plays in the secondary, but you need somebody else opposite Patrick Peterson. And then number two for me is that playmaker opposite DeAndre Hopkins, because when we saw from this offense was lack of playmaking uh, outside of number ten down the stretch, and it was it was so evident. I mean, in, that can look any different ways. It could be you know going out and spending a little extra money on the wide receiver too. You know, there's some big names out there. Do the Cardinals have the cap space to do it? No, they'd have to get pretty, you know, strategic as far as how they make that work. Or is it, uh, do they finally invest in the tight end position? Do they draft Kyle Pitts? I, would, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Or is it a guy like Waddle coming in? You're shaking your head. You're shaking your head, but that's the priority. You haven't the, eaten your vegetables yet, Bo. But you can't offense, have cake for breakfast. Ah, but the offensive line showed enough to where you don't have to make a drastic move, where it doesn't necessarily at this point have to be a big free agent addition or uh, or a first-round draft pick.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Um, but that's let me three ask you a still. Question. I'll
0: take that. All Let's, right, let me ask you a question. Okay. Uh,
1: this is not because of performance at all did they jump the gun on paying Buda Baker? And the reason why I asked this is they didn't have to pay him last year. Right. Okay. And this is, and listen, the only reason I'm thinking about this is because what happened with Teron Matthew, where nobody thought that they were going to ask him to restructure, even though we had, you know, a couple knee injuries, he was, he, and then he had the most snaps in the NFL on the defensive side, whether it be slot corner safety or otherwise, if you didn't pay Buda Baker, he'd have more options this off season. and you still want to play Buda Baker has Buda Baker shown through his tenure through the first three years that he should be the top paid safety in football. Yeah. Very simple question. You you think he has?
0: Yes. He earned it. You, uh, okay. and the Cardinals actually do a very good job. And sometimes you mentioned Matthew to default to where they had that ended up in divorce and they asked him to restructure and he took it as a sign of disrespect uh, even more so than Brady bleeping him out in in the in, a, in the Super Bowl, but he, I mean, it's it's I, you have to show some respect to your players in in going and in showing him that uh, that respect with a giant payday. And at the end of the day, he's not going to be the top paid safety probably by the end of this offseason. season. Uh, it, it's it's and last year he made it look like a bargain. He made it look like. Yeah again. And like what's the diff- what's the difference gonna be like cap wise? I mean, what you, you know, he m- should have gotten what he got. I mean, it's it's a couple million bucks here. You know, I, I don't have a problem with them have you know, Buddha secure in the bag. I think the organization, the fan base, everybody is content with that deal to where they're not gonna be like we shouldn't have done that. We're Agreed. Uh, and the,
1: i I kind of equate it to last year's draft where and I, this was the analogy that I used where, you know, say your birthday's in September and you fi- you see something, you really like it, I don't know, Target or Dick Sporting or whatever. This has
0: to, to you several times because... You- it, it,
1: it did. It did. No, and I, I'm just, because this is the best yeah. analogy that I had where <laughs> you see something that you want and you're five years old, seven years old, you're like, Mom, I want that. Mm-hmm. Like, well, this can be your birthday present, but you're not going to get one in two months when it's your birthday. That's what it was like with the draft where you didn't have a second round pick, but you got DeAndre Hopkins a couple months earlier. It's the same kind of thing with Buda Baker where it's like we got the present already and you're just going to see in free agency that there's not as much money to spend because you already have a guy. It's not as special anymore because he's been with them for longer. It's not as shiny. But I I, agree with you. I mean, they should have paid him. Now, let me ask you. Let me me go back to the Patrick Peterson conversation here quickly. Is there a chance? And I've been on the Patrick Peterson doesn't need to come back train even though he's the best corner the Cardinals have. Is there a chance that Patrick Peterson – if he stays and you add some actual talent around him in the cornerback room, that he'll be able to elevate himself a little bit higher than where he was last year, where he's not going to have to take the brunt of everything when you can't trust Byron Murphy to be any more than a slot corner. You can't trust Drake Kirkpatrick was Jekyll and Hyde from play to play. you know. And they brought in Jonathan Joseph, 35-year-old dude, who got cut by the Texans. The Cardinals have legitimately, since Antonio Cromartie, had a number two corner alongside Patrick Peterson of any sort of consequence. Is that fair to say? Brandon Williams started in 2017. He didn't even play cornerback in college. I
0: know. Was it So to- is,
1: is it possible that we're undervaluing Patrick Peterson? And that's the leverage he has. Cause he's like, listen, who else you got? You want to pay me? You're really going to let me walk. Who else do you have after that?
0: Well, let me ask you, this, just putting it in a different scenario. Actually, I'm going to put it in a different scenario. It's also going to get into our conversation as far as keeping up with the Joneses and the best way to attack it as far as the Cardinals are concerned in the NFC West. Let's get into that, but let me tell you first that this uh, episode is brought to you by our friends over at BetOnline.ag. The fastest, easiest, most trustworthy way to bet on all the sports action yeah, the NFL might be in the rear view mirror, but you've got the NBA. College basketball and NHL in full swing. you got to build that stack for March Madness because you want to have a lot of money to play around with when it comes to March Madness. The best way to do that, of course, you can get your welcome bonus if you sign up for your free account right now at betonline.ag. You can go and you sign up with that free account. You get 50% welcome bonus. That means if you put in 100 bucks, you get how many dollars for free, Alex, to play around with? Quick math lesson: fifty dollars. That's right. If you put in fifty, 50 you get twenty five dollars. You don't even have to spend your your own money at first, and you could make money on top of free money. Bet online also covers awards, TV shows, reality TV, real time updated odds, props on almost anything you can imagine. Head to the website right now. Use your mobile device. Sign up today. Receive that fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. All right, so to answer Alex's question, and, and we'll get into this conversation as far as trying to keep up with the high-powered offenses in Seattle and L.A. and who knows what San Francisco is going to do, especially at the quarterback position this offseason. But you know, a lot of people are speculating that they're going to upgrade. Um, that the, the Patrick Peterson conversation. But let me ask you this: How does Patrick Peterson look on another roster? How would Patrick Peterson excellent. look opposite Jalen Ramsey?
1: Excellently, he does.
0: He, he does. But how does Patrick? He excellent on another how does, roster. How does he look opposite? You know, um, it, how do you know Tre'Davious White in Buffalo, who had a you know down year? I mean that. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. How, how does he look if he rejoins BA and the ton of second round picks that they invested in the corner and defensive secondary in Tampa Bay? I mean. It's he looks almost better on on a different roster because when he because when I look at him and he's your number one corner in Arizona and he's your only guy, it's it's it doesn't look as good. And, and to your point about Antonio Cromartie, that is absolutely true. Was it uh, was it Tremaine Williams? Was he had a decent year, but he was like in his mid. But it was scrap
1: heap. I mean, it was somebody it was. that he couldn't get a job somewhere else. You, you know,
0: you, you've got to have a different. You've got to have a different approach to C B two this off. You no, know, they
1: missed on Logan Ryan. And they that's did. something that was like like we talked the fact we had the conversation and it wasn't just us that had the conversation that said, Are you gonna pay Buda Baker or Logan Ryan? Well, you'd have to choose one because you're gonna give Logan Ryan twenty five million or thirty million guaranteed because in Tennessee he was he was a top corner, one of the top corners in the league. He goes to the, the Giants for what one year, seven mil? Yeah. What, was the, what was the contract? Yeah, and then he three, got paid after. Yeah. And that, that could have been the CB2. You could have checked that box off. Instead, you went for the more inexpensive option. You went with Drake Kirkpatrick. You went with Jonathan Joseph. And this is where we are, and this is where we've been in cornerback purgatory, not named Patrick Peters. I
0: mean, remember in the overtime? Could be hell. The overtime thriller, Drake Kirkpatrick against Seattle was just target practice. I yeah mean, they were
1: in the first half he was in the second half he played a little better he did but yeah i, I mean, mean he's not he not a trustworthy c b2
0: when you look at his good games they were against not good quarterbacks they yep. were he, he had a
1: couple picks thrown right to him
0: yeah against in the Dallas game he really had a good game but yep. when it came down to it uh he had he had a rough go of it and you mm-hmm. can't i i would be i mean it's the it's the insanity the definition of insanity right doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Just can't have it. So let me, let's me let get into this conversation real quick because we both have the defensive secondary, the cornerbacks, as a priority this offseason. That's got to be the route. Not trying to keep up by creating your own version of what's going on in L.A. where they brought in the quarterback. They've got the two stud-wide receivers and Woods and uh, in Cooper Cup and, and Higby at the tight end position. Cam Akers, a promising young running back. They've got all those, you know, McVeigh's just armed with some very talented offensive players. Do you just try to win in just a shootout or do you say, "Hey, we're going to build the best defense?" You would have to hurt I mean I mean LA had a the top defense in the NFL. I guess I'm glazing over that and San Francisco has some impressive pieces as well. But to combat the good quarterback and and it it's beyond the division this next upcoming schedule. You know, you face – you put it on our dock here where it's – you know, you're facing guys like uh, Green Bay and Rodgers and Adams and Minnesota with Cousins and Thielen and Jefferson. It's um, It's It's a. It's just an array of talented quarterbacks and, and playmakers. I mean, this has got to be the priority of the offseason, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, you'd think it would be. Like, if – I can make an argument for every position being a priority aside from quarterback – defensive line and running back, probably, you know, not his top, top priority or safety. So, I mean, wide receiver, offensive line, linebacking core, cornerbacks. Yeah. And it's interesting, like, Bo, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, Jamal Adams, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner. Those are all top 15 defensive players in the league. So a third of them are in the are in the NFC West. And obviously, you know, Jalen Ramsey and and Jamal Adams could be one in one A. You know, I mean, depending on and depending on how you rank corners and and edge rushers, et cetera. Nick Bosa's top seven. Fred Warner's right there, and Jamal Adams is right there too. So the question of can you do the shootout thing? The Cardinals aren't equipped to do the shootout thing yet. Yeah. Especially because they have DeAndre Hopkins and that's it. Like, cornerbacks, to answer your question, I think. Because cornerbacks, it's the, the spectrum is so much broader for who can and cannot succeed or will and won't succeed in the NFL. Offensive linemen, you're pretty set knowing that specific offensive lineman will at least make some sort of menial impact in the NFL. You know, Andrew Thomas had a terrible first quarter the first half of the season. And he came into his own the second half of the season. Tristan Wirfs, all pro immediately. Jedrick Wills played very, very well before getting injured later in the season. And Mikai Becton was in and out of the it was in and out of the lineup with injuries, but it was the Jets. You can't really deem one way or the other his rookie season. I think it's the safer choice to do uh, to draft an offensive lineman over a corner, even though you can make a strong consideration that corner is the of the utmost need for the Cardinals in the offseason.
0: A very talented offensive lineman is trying to make himself available. It's uh, from one of our listener tweets. We'll get into that conversation tomorrow. I mean, as as we've outlined, there's just so many needs as far as this roster is concerned this offseason. And we're just going to start to find some solutions right here on Lockdown Cardinals, part of your Lockdown Podcast Network. Alex and Bo, we also tomorrow will announce that uh, we've got a very cool crossover uh, show coming at you soon who we're going to be talking some Cardinals football with uh, as early as this week. We'll see. We're, we're just, uh, we're dotting the I's and crossing the T's and dotting the lowercase J's as well. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, <Playing's> well. <laughs> we uh, will talk to you guys tomorrow. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in, watching us live on Streamyard. Look for that on a daily basis. Look, it's going to be around 10, 20 ish, 10 30 ish. And if you want to get in, get your questions, and we'll we'll answer them live on air, and just kind of participate in this thing. Absolutely, we love for you to do that. If you'd like to just listen to it uh, wherever you find podcasts, absolutely do that. Subscribe on Apple Podcast, Google Play, Spotify. We appreciate it. Leave a rating. Tell Alex he sucks in the review.
1: Unless you're a Ravens fan, <laughs> yes. if you're a Ravens fan. You've done your part on our uh, on our uh, yeah Apple Podcast reviews. That's Thank right. you. Mm. Thank you for that.
0: All right, guys. You see it. Have a good rest of your Wednesday. We'll talk to you Thursday.